1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: The doors are closed, but the store is open just for you. At the Crate & Barrel Private Registry Events, you can sip and scan your way through the store with music, music, food, drinks, and a fun party vibe. Don't worry, you'll get plenty of one-on-one guidance along the way from our dedicated registry experts. You can see your favorite gourmet brands in action with demos of the kitchen machines and tools that we've been eyeing. And when the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to Toast the Day, wink, wink, it's free wine glasses. Let's make it a date. RSVP today for a Crate & Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events.
3: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. She's back. I was back last week, but I wasn't back with you. You weren't back with me. I've missed you, Ash.
0: I've missed you, Ben. It's not You've the got same like
3: a you. have a pre-wedding glow to you
0: a pre wedding glow? Not a post honeymoon glow?
3: Post post honeymoon glow I mean.
0: Oh, thank you. It's going to fade fast. I th- Why? <laughs> what? I say that because I feel like today <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wait, that was like, the worst thing I could say. Um I meant like j- today was like the first official work day back from like our whole month off pretty much, you know. I've responded mm-hmm. to some emails here and there and like I've ignored a lot of sh- oops and then t- t- but today like jared and i were like bombarded with phone calls and emails and texts and it's like oh we're back to work which is an absolutely fabulous thing but you know it's we were like trying to drag out that nice little honeymoon period as as far as we could but we definitely realized like today we're no longer on vacation
3: the how but we're still so it... in love <laughs> yeah how long does it take you to like wind down when you're on vacation, this has been a, a, a popular topic over the last few years as millennials have kind of pulled back on how many vacations they're taking. Instead they're doing more like just adventure travel. So like when you go on a vacation to rest, relax and get your mind off of everything going on in your world, how many days does it take you to kind of just relax?
0: I think it depends on whether I wrap up everything the like days before we go away. which I really try to do. Like I'll stay up really late to just try to get everything done and responded to. And with Jared and I on the honeymoon, like pretty much midway that week before the wedding, we were like, okay, like Thursday night. We're like, okay, we're done with everything. And we're just going to like let loose. And so I think on our honeymoon, it was was super easy. Of course, we were in Europe for 13 nights. So we did like have a couple of nights where we like had to get on the computer and respond to emails and edit some stuff. But for the most part, we were like very, we were pretty unplugged.
3: The uh, This is a good question for the listeners. Uh, Ashley, over the last few weeks, we've been asking our listeners to Twitter in or email in uh, responses to just two questions each podcast. And they've been incredible at it. And it's super fun to read. So I'm going to ask all the listeners, if you go on vacation and you've got a hectic, we're all busy. Everybody is busy these days. If you're busy, you take a vacation. How many days does it take you to wind down? And then I'd also, for my own benefit, like to know, what do you do? Like Ashley said... She kind of tries to get everything done beforehand and prep so that winding down is easier. Also, I I have to say apologize to everybody listening. And to you, Ash, uh, my allergies are awful I think right it now, so cute. I am stuffy. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it's cute. You sound like a little mouse.
3: I know it is awful. Like over the last week, it has like tripled. So if I sound like melancholy and not (laughs) into this, it's not at all the case. I just can't breathe.
0: Oh, I want to say one thing uh, in response to your question. I think what Jared and I do as far as like, like, just having nights or like blocks of time to if any work comes up to address it is the best way. I think if you like are responding to every email and every text while they come at you, then you never get centered on a vacation. I think you need to be like, okay, I will address this tonight like and ignore it until then.
3: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to Jessica about this the other day because we're going to take a trip to a wedding in Mexico here coming up. And we decided that I can't not do anything all day. Like I just don't, it doesn't help me. And so what yeah, it I doesn't found help is you relax
0: bad. if you realize no. how much you
3: have. So I like an hour and a half after my workout in the mornings on vacation are the best. Hey, um, Ashley, we've got a lot to talk about, but before we do, let's take a quick break, uh, to talk about some of our sponsors and we're going to get back and break down, uh, these, this week's episode of bachelor in paradise. <laughs>
0: Jared and I are obviously still getting some gifts in from our crate and barrel registry. We have the most wonderful things and that's one of the the things that we're working on now, now that we're home, is decorating our apartment and like putting all the registry items away and well not away, but on display and Making our house our home now and a home together, not a home that Jared moved into, not like a girl retreat that my sister and I created. It's now our home and we love the crane barrel items that we've gotten. We were able to schedule a private registry event when we started to get our Crate and Barrel registry put together. So these events is something that Crate and Barrel hosts at their stores where Crate and Barrel experts take you and your fiance around the store and they offer tips and expert advice on the best items to add to your wedding registry. They're going to ask about your style and what your needs are, whether or not you have to furnish an entire home or really stock a kitchen or a bathroom, or whether or not you have a few pieces already that you want to work around. So each couple gets to leave these events with a special gift, um, which is a fun takeaway to remember the experience. And you're going to feel really good because you would have gone around the entire store and really kind of like designed what you want your house to look like. You're going to leave and you're going to be like, wow, we're going to get this done one day. It's not like some a gigantic undertaking of like, where do we get started in making this house our home? This expert that's going to bring you around Crate and Barrel is really going to help you make your vision become reality. You can RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at com slash stores slash events. Again, you can start your Crate and Barrel private registry event today at com slash stores slash events.
3: I feel like I should say we're back and we have a special Guest co-host Ashley like Canetti because Stop. now we're together. That's
0: sad, Ben.
3: We've missed you, Ash. It's been it's been sad without you. I mean, we've had a great time and we've made it work and we've done our best, but you were missed by so many.
0: You had to talk about a lot of hot topics by yourself, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, or and it. with
0: the help of Ethan and Mark and Tori and Amy. I'm sure and whoever the guests were that week, but there was some very spicy topics that you had to address from demi and christian to uh what was the other really i guess blake Blake. you did blake all alone dean wow okay that's crazy but since we've been talking so much about my vacation and my wedding i want to ask you what you've done the past couple weeks besides the podcast alone
3: (laughs) uh ashley this is something so cool and i'm glad you asked uh, at the end of this podcast, by the way, uh, we have in our notes here, I, I really want to talk to you about your wedding and the honeymoon and just like go into more details. I think it's important. So even if you feel like you've talked about it a ton, I want you to be selfish and talk about it more. All right. For everybody this listening. Is the last time until um, our honeymoon video
0: comes out <laughs> in right, the wedding right. video. <laughs>
3: But uh, we'll break down the podcast first or the episodes first. But this is what I did, Ashley. For a couple of weeks, I, I've been talking about it on Almost Famous podcast. I haven't gotten into too many details. About 10 months ago, two friends and I came up with an idea. Um, and I, and I want to say I followed them. It was called The Wedding Party. And The Wedding Party was this festival where nine couples uh, got married at one time on a stage. Uh, I was the officiant. And then the reception is a joint reception uh, where all the couple's friends and family come together uh, to celebrate. And then we also sold 500 wedding crasher tickets for random strangers that just want to come to a massive, huge celebration. So the reception is a food and drink festival. It happened this last Sunday. Oh,
0: this happened this week. Oh, my gosh. I can't yeah. believe it came in one already.
3: This has been something. Two thousand people showed up. Two thousand. What?
0: Are, 2, I don't know how I up. feel about that. I mean, like, I just want to know everybody at my wedding. <laughs> I don't know why these well, people would choose to, you know, to have strangers at their wedding, but okay.
3: So here's here was our thought process, Ashley. It was a magical night. We had couples uh from all different backgrounds all different love stories uh it was a a very diverse group and that made it so beautiful and everybody was sharing love on stage here's the type of people we had right we had people that were gonna elope uh and so they were just gonna go to the kind of the courthouse and elope they were couples who maybe didn't have the time to plan a wedding or maybe didn't have the finance to plan a wedding or they just wanted something weird so like we had some couples that just wanted like their wedding to be something weird and so all of those couples kind of mi- or matched our criteria it was beautiful i'm telling you we were all nervous i was so anxious for weeks now i've been anxious about this thing and it happened and every couple on the bus home that night was crying saying Aww. this was one of the most magical nights there oh, it was amazing.
0: Awesome. So, did you officiate um, just one of the ceremonies
3: no all nine
0: Are you officiated nine ceremonies
3: it was one massive ceremony. So the nine oh. couples stood up on stage. They each had individual vows, walked down the aisle, and then all nine couples stood up on stage, and I went through the whole thing with all nine of them.
0: That's really cool. If you're into something that's a little bit like different, you know, if if you don't, yeah. if you never imagined yourself having a traditional wedding, like you said, some of these people were going to elope. Some of these people didn't want to plan. Then it makes a lot of sense for you. But you know, it would be. I would, i it, you know, it would be, it's unconventional.
3: It, it is, uh, it is unconventional. It has to be the right person, but I'm telling you, if you are the right couple, it worked really well. But it, I just wanted to say congratulations to dining out of Vince. Um, that was, it was just a massive, beautiful ceremony. And the wedding planners knew uh, Troy from your wedding. They were mm-hmm. good friends with him. So that was cool. Anyways. Hey, uh, if you're out there listening to this. And you think this is weird or you think it's cool, uh, check out the wedding party on uh, Instagram. All the videos from this weekend were on it. Uh, We'll do it again uh, in a city near you, I think, really soon. Okay. Hey, that's enough about me. Ashley, we'll talk about you at the end of the podcast. Let's jump in to this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Ashley, there's so much going on.
0: There's so much. there's so
3: much to talk about. Uh, I feel like we're at a place... Uh, where every love story is kind of culminating. And now it's the make or break week it in is, paradise.
0: It's that decision-making week because we we have two more weeks left, which is, I th- I think, two more weeks. Am I wrong? Which is the yeah, longest the, season yeah. of paradise ever, though. That's seven weeks, and it's four hours a week.
3: All right, Ashley, after watching this week's episodes, I, I think... There's only one way to really break these down fairly, and that's to kind of do it in all in one, like not to do episode by episode like we usually do, but to kind of tie it all together because it feels like during this make or break it week, all the storylines are so tied together. Are you down for that?
0: Let's do it.
3: Okay, perfect. Okay, so here's the thing. This whole episode or these all these episodes kind of are set up with coming off of Kristen Crystal's wedding, which was. Way more dramatic than any of us preferred or wanted, or even probably they wanted. But well, it caused they, a they lot admitted. of admitted. Dr- they were like, that was
0: they didn't they didn't feel happy watching this back.
3: It seems like all this whole episode is set up by Chris and Crystal's wedding, which had a lot of drama. And they're here last week uh talking about that. It wasn't preferred, but it happened. I mean, it's paradise. And some of the biggest drama leading into this week was the question over is Clay over Angela Ashley. To me, I've it has been very clear. And this is why I'm confused the whole time that he is very over Angela. It's still weird. It's his ex. Like there's still a little bit of a pull. It's still probably hard to see her like that. That's natural. Mm -hmm. But he's he's very much over her. It feels like the beach, though the people on the beach are trying to convince him that he isn't over yeah. it.
0: Yeah, isn't that so weird? I would have never thought that he wasn't over it until Taisha made a big deal that he wasn't, and she she said like, "You didn't mention that you had a girlfriend," to like everybody at the wedding, the newcomers and such, uh, mm-hmm. and Angela included in that, and I was all like understanding what you just said until Tasha brought up that fact. And I was like, wait, that is weird that she didn't, that he didn't bring up Nicole's name when talking to Angela. That's wacky. That, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that's proof to me that maybe he, he was, or, okay. Maybe that doesn't signal that he is not over Angela. Maybe it signals that he didn't want to hurt Angela more in that moment.
3: I, I That was where I was going with okay. this. I, I have been around now. I was just thinking about this preparing for the podcast was I've been around some of my friends. One of my my good buddies, you know, he went through a pretty bad breakup. He He's now dating again. I cannot imagine if he saw his ex and like within that conversation, like how hard it would because they care about each other still. Like they it's a mutual breakup. They're fine. But I think it would hurt them both if like another name was brought up. Just out of nowhere. Now, if it was asked, "Hey, how's your girlfriend?" I think it would be great to say, "She's awesome. She's great. We're doing really well." But just this, like I think, probably he felt like he was gonna just be like rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah. If if he brought up her name.
0: Yeah, and he should have told Taysha when she confronted him about that that he simply didn't want to hurt her feelings anymore, and that he probably thought or he was probably naive to the thought that there was a possibility of Angela coming into paradise. He possibly thought that he was just having a conversation with her at the wedding and that she would find out when he got home from paradise with Do a think girlfriend it's weird
3: that she showed up. Is it hypocritical at all? It's a hypocrite. She's at mad. At, she's mad at clay for coming down to paradise and being there so soon. Is it hypocritical at all for her to show up or is it fair because since he went it gives her the per- or not permission I, uh, nobody needs permission to go to paradise but it does it give her the right or does it make it feel better that she came
0: I think I'm on the side of it's fair that she's there okay. and like she I gets to so. do the whole thing too especially if he was the one who ended the relationship then she definitely should be allowed to go down to paradise I think people in this whole like drama are probably being like yeah but she's just there to create drama for clay and prevent him mm-hmm. from having a happy ending possibly she probably wanted to go in and ruffle a little feathers she probably wanted to make him feel a little bit jealous by going out with Mike she probably or, or anyone for that matter she but like I don't think that she I think maybe her intention was to go in and ruffle feathers and make him jealous but I think that at the end of the day she's just ended up going to end up moving on
3: yeah I'm with you I mean it doesn't feel like it feels like both of them had a mutual breakup there was pains involved it's time to move on. And and it, honestly, throughout this podcast or throughout this episode, I felt like we moved on and we moved I on call to it mutual though, Ben. I,
0: I think that he I, broke up with her and she wanted to get back. I think what you mean is like she wasn't. Like it was done. It was there was no loose ends, but I actually think that there was a loose end. And mm. I think that it was because Clay was trying to ease the blow and he probably said something along the lines. And I'm not sure if I said this last week on the podcast and I apologize to listeners if I am repeating myself, but he said, I think when he was trying to ease the blow of the breakup, he must've said something like, you know, I'm not in the place right now, but one day I might be. So like, maybe this isn't over, but maybe, but I really need to take a break now. And if he did end it like that, then I can see her holding on hope and I can now understand why she was so upset to see him there because he should have just been upfront and being like, you're not my person.
3: It's a weird breakup, Ashley, because I remember when this whole paradise season started, we were just getting into it. And I mean, there was a thousand rumors around why they broke up yeah. from cheating, cheating rumors to, yeah. Like there was all these different rumors going on. No, I don't have any clue what happened. There was
0: no cheating, but I don't know why that rumor started. I think, I think honestly, because of the way she acted at the wedding, she seemed like a woman mm. scorned. <laughs>
3: Oh, she did. Holy cow. Do you <laughs> that, that walk was, we all were like, what the? Like we felt the power in the stride. It so was funny. It was something it else. Was hey, so well, let's close that chapter though, because it feels like a cl- chapter needs to be closed. Clay is happy. Angela is moving on. And I want to sit here for a bit, Ashley, and try to dissect the JPJ kind of interactions that he's having on this episode it feels heavy it feels odd it, it, it's hard to watch from a guy that we've loved for his joy yeah. and, and and peacefulness and just kind of go with the flow attitude Ashley it, it's gonna be a lot but I wanna ask the second question of the podcast okay to all the listeners out there please email us at BenAshley iHeartMedia.com or uh, tweet us on Twitter and hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast what are your thoughts on JPJ I don't know. I, Truly no, I'm, confused. I, I want the listeners to know. I, I really want the listeners to kind of we're going to talk about ours, but I really want the listeners to kind of fill in on their thoughts. I think everybody's confused. It feels hard to watch and it isn't getting any easier to watch with that. Ashley, before we talk about JPJ, let's take one more break to All talk right. about our sponsors.
0: Let's do it. Cliffhanger. What keeps baby skin healthy? For Trusted Protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all.
1: 3510300. And follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's nuisance turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys,
0: I remember when my mom gave me, like, the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child-secure and designed to avoid accidental opening, Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025,
2: and 2016 sizes.
3: All right, Ashley. One of our favorite people to ever come onto the Bachelor franchise. We've loved him, we've supported him, we've lifted him up and we've put him on this prestigious pedestal. And then this week, JPJ feels like falls hard. He feels like he falls hard in multiple ways. He's falling hard for Tasha, but he's falling hard on the show as well. Yeah. Ashley, you're always an expert at this. You break these things down better than I ever could. Oh, well, I don't know What about are that. you seeing? What are you feeling? And then leading into even the second episode, what, where, what are we thinking about JPJ right now?
0: I'm, my, my thoughts on JPJ are really all over the place. Uh, I want to say that I think that he's been one of our favorite people to watch, but we haven't really like known his character. And now where he's kind of like showing his character, and it's like, He just seems to want to fight. I don't know. I really, I wish I, I wish I could articulate myself better here with JBJ. But maybe he truly heard something. I really want to give him a bit of the benefit of the doubt right now and say that maybe he truly did hear something behind the scenes of Derek saying something that he really thought symbolized a character flaw in him. And he was really trying to protect Tasha from a bad guy. Um, but what it appears on TV is that he's really just jealous and coming up with anything to claim that Derek is just a jerk who is unfit for Tasha. His behavior has been extreme. The way that he's um, dealt with this jealousy or whatever he heard is really been completely immature. He has very poor argumentative skills. And I think now that Derek is gone, I think it's going to be hard for him to win Tasha back after all the drama that he's created.
3: Here's what I think. What do you think? I think that JPJ is feeling like he really cares for Tasha. He doesn't know how to handle that well. I don't think his ability to debate has gone well at all. I think he gets him his own head in his own head. He doesn't make great points. So we're watching him just kind of get frustrated with not only the situation, but with himself because he has things he wants to say, but then he just laughs in people's face, which yeah. is one of the most childish disrespectful things I could, I could think of. And I'm not okay with that. If I have an issue with another person, And actually, I need to go off on a little tangent. I haven't done this in a while, but it feels kind of good. If I have an issue with a person, how Derek handled that. Now, I don't know what Derek said behind the scenes. I I don't know Derek really well personally. But if I have an issue with somebody, what Derek did by going to JPJ and saying, can we talk about this together personally because I want to just try to get this fixed is the right way to handle it. But I can see where anger ensues when somebody starts laughing in your face about some of the things you're upset about. I also now... I fear that JPJ blaming this on Derek is going to come back to bite him because I think JPJ's issues are going to still exist, even with Derek gone, which is going to show that Derek wasn't the issue. The issue was JPJ himself struggling with whatever whatever emotion was internally inside of him. And I'm coming to all of this, and I didn't say a lot about it last week because I didn't know how I felt. I'm saying all of this because for me, it was proven this week that JPJ has something going on that is not healthy and not good when he spoke to Haley. When it was just Derek and JPJ, I was like, okay, maybe Derek did say something behind the scenes that upset JPJ. Maybe Derek is like showing a side not around cameras that we aren't seeing. I don't know that side of it. Right. I got to just kind of watch and see. But once JPJ sat down with Haley and the way he handled that conversation and how much confidence he had and that he handled it correctly, which he didn't and how sad and hurt she was and how bad he was at communicating. Then I then it for for the first time really started to think this is a JPJ issue only and nobody else's issue.
0: Yeah, you're right. Boom. You said it. You're talking about the conversation that, that they had at the bar. And yeah. that was she just I was so proud of her in that moment. And I loved the way Demi was reacting to her because like she kept hitting all of his hypocritical points.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's just it's tough. And we see it through episode two as well is the guy's worked up. And when he works up, it feels like he does the, the common thing where once we get angry, we stop listening and we start to like get defensive and have more confidence that our anger is necessary. But here's the thing. None of us are our best selves when we're defensive. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. None of us are our best selves when we're defensive. We have to, in those moments, take a step back and go, what am I seeing here? What, what is the situation? Am I wrong? Am I right? Uh, you know, there's there's a great quote that my mentor told me. And when you put yourself in a place of leadership or you have a platform like anybody on this show has, you give up the ability to overreact. And I think in this moment, JPJ is overreacting and we're watching it live on television and we're not seeing his best self. I don't think, and I want to ask you and I want to ask our listeners, this, what we're seeing right now is not who jpj typically is right it's not a microcosm of his everyday life or do you guys believe it is like is this how he re- interacts in his normal everyday life and we mm-hmm. just haven't seen it yet
0: no i think that this is a case of the show and the situations that the show puts you in um putting displaying the worst part of your personality a part of your personality that you, you yourself don't even see very often but like it comes out in this very weird culture that is bachelor in paradise i think that remember before the wedding the first half of the wedding it was so funny that during the during like the pre-cocktail party everyone was talking about jpj and like how surprised they were by him and how wonderful he was and the best listener and communicator and all this stuff and like people said that they felt so deeply connected to him and then the second half of the wedding during the actual you know like the cocktail party before the reception everybody was like that was so out of character and everybody everybody's felt so thrown off by him so i think what his normal personality is is what they described but then i think the situation that he was part of just made the worst of himself come out
3: well and it hasn't seemed to throw it off Tasha too much, yeah, I'm right? I'm super
0: confused because, like, you'd think that it would, but maybe... And, like, you know what? She's, like... At the wedding... I'm just going to say this. At the wedding, she told me that both JPJ and Derek were interested in her. But she said that her heart was really pulling her in the JPJ situ- um, side of things. But on the show... I've seen her more torn than anything, and I don't see any of these strong emotions that she told me about. I think she just seems confused. And if doesn't, doesn't she just seem confused to me? Like when she dumped Derek, it was because she clearly didn't really have feelings for Derek. But with JPJ, I don't really feel anything for her either.
3: It, and it's almost like, and maybe we didn't see all of it, but it's almost like JP, if she was so unattracted to the arguments, it felt like. I'm I'm not I, I it felt like JPJ almost was leading these arguments. So like if she was unattracted to Derek because he was argumentative, then wouldn't she just be unattracted to JPJ as well? But she chooses oh, no. him.
0: No, I don't think she she wasn't she wasn't unattracted to Derek because of like any arguments. She just like truly felt more of a intellectual, emotional, I don't know, physical attraction to JPJ over Derek. And this was before the fight even happened that I was having this conversation with her. But I wonder why she felt that she why she would even entertain the idea of Derek there. Yeah, I I think I I, I have it. I have a theory. What's your theory? Her brain was saying JPJ makes no sense with you. You have no future with a guy like that. He's never what you pictured yourself with. But there was some pull in her heart that said, like, you should give this a try.
3: I, I Yeah. And it's almost like the you hear it every once in a while kind of whispered into bachelor nation is like the bachelor is the one time you can date somebody that you're not typically used to dating. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Taysha isn't used to dating like the JPJs of the world and it scares her. Yeah, And then and then when she like starts to like tip her, you know, toe in the water, the JPJ water, she's like, oh, I kind of like it. But yet it feels weird. And yeah. it's like a little bit off. Yeah, I. I think that this whole situation is going to be an interesting one to watch. I mean, obviously Taysha hasn't given up on them yet. It, it feels, it feels like hopefully JPJ can start to get his stuff together. I still feel bad, honestly, for Haley. I don't love how this played out for her. So sorry. Um, it, it isn't great. She's a great girl. Um, I've gotten to know them personally. Obviously they're on my season. Uh, And Haley, for the first time in a long time, kind of took a risk and came there without her sister. It feels like this isn't going to end well for Haley. And unfortunately, JPJ is the cause of it.
0: And we should also say that Haley ends up getting giving her rose to, to, I was going to say Nick, which is really, it's not Nick. It's Luke S. And I don't understand these comparisons. There's a similarity, but... They're not they're the same similar. people. <laughs> you think no, they're very similar? You think they're very similar? No, right? they're, very no similar. they're very similar looking. You think Not so? like
3: the same person. I yes. said
0: yes and no. Like, yes and no.
3: I mean, okay. It's, it's, if you set them side by side, you'd be like, okay, they look similar. Now, yeah. now, Nick is like.
0: It's the face. Well, it's just all the hair textures. In, like, it's the, the hair textures. That's <laughs> it.
3: I mean. Nick's Nick's a division one athlete. Like there's a different like body structure that exists with Nick than, than Lucas. Uh, well, hey, we brought up Lucas. So let's talk about it. Not nothing crazy going on here. Mm Uh, but Lucas shows up to the beach, uh, along with Mr. McDonald. Um, and they are, I mean, Matt McDonald's the hot commodity in paradise. Lucas doesn't get a lot of attention. I think he's kind of like takes Christina out by default or Christina goes out with him by default, but, mcdonald now women are all over him
0: yeah women are like super into him and it's funny i i don't i don't i think he's a good looking guy I don't like understand why the women are just fawning. He seems very sweet. He comes from apparently a very wholesome household because he's very concerned about his mom seeing him kiss on the show. He's not used to the whole Bachelor format considering he was eliminated on night one of Hannah's season. So he's very slow to kiss Sydney, which he does before the rose ceremony in which she gives him... Her rose, but then he ends up going out on a date with Brie, who is super beautiful and from Ari's Ari season? Wait, no. She's from she's from Colton season. Why would I think she's from Colton season, totally under the radar. She comes in and Matt McDonald goes on a date with her and they kiss there too.
3: It's Donald, by the way. I said McDonald, but it's Donald. Matt Donald. I just looked it up.
0: (laughs) It is Donald. Whoops.
3: I just thought it was McDonald's. Yeah, old McDonald. Uh, he, you know, he was being kind of hyped up as the next uh, grocery store Joe. I don't know if he's got that swagger. Uh, no. actually, I'm all for wholesomeness. I really am. Like, it's nice. It's especially good to see on this show. But I, it feels weird to me. I love my mom, and I don't want her to see me doing weird stuff on TV. That's not good for anybody. But it felt like almost awkward for me to watch him say, I can't do this because my mom wouldn't like it.
0: It was super weird. I'm like, you're an adult. You're on The Bachelor. Your mom, uh, I'm sure, condones you being on The Bachelor because this is your second time around. It's okay. It was super awkward because she said, I'm sorry, I keep saying super awkward, but she said, um that thing like how do you say kiss and then he was like i don't think i can do that
3: (laughs) i mean so we agree like matt donald seems like a nice dude like he seems like his intentions are good he you know the women are saying that he's super attractive they're into it i i'm rooting for matt donald here i i i mean i know his like whole hey i'm not gonna kiss you thing because my mom's watching feels weird but then he ends up kissing her (laughs) He, you know, he he doesn't hold back from the kissing after he gets comfortable with the cameras. I I get it. Like when you show, I mean, he was only we forget this. He was only there for a few hours during his time on The Bachelorette. He isn't used to the cameras at all. The rest of these people are. He shows up now for the first time ever. He's in front of cameras and he's dating and he's going to be kissing. It is a, a hard transition. Mm mm-hmm. So. Well, that's what we can't forget here. I, I think for me, I got like right away. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's just being weird. And then I was like, no, for the first time ever, this dude's in front of cameras and he's being pursued for the first time ever. Like he got thrown in fast to this whole thing.
0: He did. He's not used to it. And like that always happens with the night runners that end he's, up in paradise.
3: <laughs> but he's going to thrive. It, it kind of already feels like it. Right. I mean, yeah. did we see him with with, with Brie, who is a beautiful person? We've met Brie and she's into him. So now Matt Donald has his, his hands full.
0: And I wonder, like, how is I want Haley to do well? <laughs> I want Haley to do well. Why can't Haley and Matt be OK? Why can't they be dating?
3: I just feels like. I think that Haley, I honestly thought Haley and JPJ were the couple that could make it work.
0: Remember when we said like going into paradise, I think even before it shot that we were like the JPJ and Haley make so much sense together. Um, She like she said that he's playful and funny and smart and they could, you know, that she could be a really good match with JPJ. But we obviously see that she no longer felt that way eventually, but we still want happiness for Haley, but I guess we want happiness for everyone.
3: Yeah, I mean, we do, but at the same time, we want good matches and it feels like the JPJ Haley match worked. It also feels like Matt Donald is compatible here with a lot of the women left in paradise. I mean, we see Sydney still in tune by giving him her rose. And then we see, you know, the Bree situation kind of come to a head with her asking Matt on the date, Matt, Matt might be kind of that like last couple week person to step into paradise and cause a whirlwind, a a whirlwind or, you know, a a big mess for the couple sitting there. A tornado.
0: The Matt Donald tornado. It always is weird though, with these late entrances, because it's often encouraged to leave paradise engaged or, you know, or then you can just like, you know, kind of flirt in real life. So it's always like, well, If they're gonna come in this late, they're obviously not gonna get engaged. So these people are just gonna have to be okay with dating in real life and leaving the show before it's real, like the show is done filming. Yeah. Right? It's like, what's the point? I think that there should be a season, and this is a great question for the audience. I think there should be a season. Where people stop coming in at a certain point, and if you don't like anyone, if there's you're not hitting it off with anybody there, and you're not like going to get to an engagement point, then you go and we watch people who are in relationships, serious relationships, grow, and, and we get to know their relationship more because uh, okay, I do think that they're. There, there's a problem with Paradise because sometimes when you couple up and get into a serious relationship, that's when we stop seeing anything from you. Like we've seen so little Hannah G and Dylan the past couple weeks because they're just happy and there's no drama with them anymore. But then we're not really getting to know what they have.
3: The same thing. I mean, the same thing could be argued with Chris and Katie. We haven't seen any of Chris Bukowski and Katie yeah. because, you know, like we saw this week, he asked her to be his girlfriend, which means they've been doing great with little drama So we don't see them like we, we lose the love aspect of the show because they aren't creating any of the stories.
0: Yes. So I think like, you know, maybe bachelor producers next season, you cut people coming in off at a certain point and then we just get to see what's flourishing in paradise more. Eh, Let me know audience. If you think that this is something that they should explore for a future season.
3: That's a good question. And I mean, it really comes down to this, Ashley, Ashley, Are people, we're talking about this right now with The Bachelor Live show uh, where we're doing the tour around the United States, is are people more interested in watching the drama or watching the love? We don't know yet. That's a question that everybody's been asking about The Bachelor since the beginning of time. Do you watch it for the drama or do you watch it for the love? If it was just a love show, would you still be as interested? I would argue you wouldn't be. I think we like watching the drama.
0: I think you're right. I think there's a balance to be had, and I think maybe the quota for love is a little low right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit more, 5%, 10% more. Just some funny moments between Katie and and Chris or or Hannah and Dylan.
3: We did see some pretty intense uh, Hannah and Dylan boom boom room action. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, speaking of Boom Boom Room. Yeah,
0: let's move on we have to a Kaylin. Few more
3: sto- yeah, we have a few more stories that we need to break down. Uh, we have Blake and Christina starting their little love triangle. We have Dean showing up to Paradise. We have Kaylin and Connor, and Kaylin's saying that she is taking Connor to the Boom Boom Room, or he's taking her. I don't know how that works. It's <laughs> mutual. It's con- There's consent, I'm sure. Um, Actually... There is very much consent. consent, And we're going to find out about that consent and more coming up. But before we do, let's take a quick and final break to talk about some of our wonderful sponsors.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all.
1: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
3: Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's nuisance turned my bathroom into a spa.
0: You guys, I remember when my mom gave me, like, the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child-secure and designed to avoid accidental opening, because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and
3: 2016 sizes. Beta Brand wants you to look good and feel good, even at the office. Their oh dress, Beta do you Brand. like this. Yes, I do. You love it. Right, Ashley. You're so giddy right now, (laughs) and you love looking good and feeling good. How about how about you just tell everybody out there what's going on here?
0: Okay. So basically Beta Brand made yoga pants for work. So it doesn't look like you're going to work in yoga pants, but it feels like you're going to work in yoga pants and I can't think of anything more exciting for somebody who has to sit at a desk for, you know, like 8 hours a day. Beta Brand has this dress pant yoga pants feature that has ultra comfy styles designed to impress they are wrinkle resistant and they have a four-way stretch and a ponty knit fabric it's a special fabric it's even like Higher quality than what you get from really good yoga pants. And they also have these thoughtful details like false zippers and front buttons and belt loops. So it creates the illusion that you're wearing like some serious work pants. But they're not. They're just comfies. I'm just, I am just think it's so genius. I would be having them in every single style. Speaking of styles, they have a ton. Um, there's a boot cut, a straight leg, a skinny, a cropped. They also come in a whole bunch of different colors, black, navy, gray, khaki. Uh, There's also seasonal and limited edition colors that are released monthly. So you can keep checking back for to stock your closet full of Beta Brand pants. And just a little bit more about Beta Brand, they're an online fashion retailer and they use crowdfunding for fashion. They welcome feedback and they bring crowdsource ideas straight into the design room. So basically, this is pretty obvious. Women were like, I wish I could wear yoga pants to work. And so they said, okay, we're going to create something that is appropriate for work, but feels like a yoga pant. So if you want to start wearing some yoga pants to work, specifically the Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants, visit betabrand.com slash almost famous. It's all lowercase and you can get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree. These are the most comfortable pants you're ever going to wear to work. It's betabrand.com, B E T A. -A 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 B-R-A-N-D dot com slash almost famous, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. Let me know how you like them.
3: I really like that. Boom, 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 boom. It gets gets me really excited. (laughs) Hey, um, Ashley, we have a few more things to discuss. We have a big engagement in Badger Nation. We also have your wedding to chat about. Uh, In addition to all that, we need to finish breaking down this week's episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. There's really two main storylines that I think we need to talk about that are currently existing in Paradise. Uh, One is that, you know, obviously we see Mike go home. Um, That's sad. And then, you know, we don't know what his future entails, but we uh, we're hopeful that we'll see more of Mike. But, Outside of his departure, which is obviously a big departure from paradise, we have the biggest story of the week, which is my in my opinion, the Dean scenario. And so let's start with a, a huge story, but not as uh, impactful of story. It's the Blake and Christina situation wow. here. Let's lay it down for a second. Blake and Christina, it's been public that they've dated before Paradise. Uh, they had something that was good. They had ended it mutually. But then also Christina was involved in the stagecoach coach scenario. So we saw her show up to Paradise, take Blake on a date. Uh, she wasn't very happy with him. Uh, she had no intention of any romantic relationship with him. And then as this season has continued, she's been very supportive of Blake and kind of kept him around because she believes he is a good man that deserves love. We have Blake then, and we see him alone often, sad. He always has a football in his hand. He's sometimes sitting off to the side, he's stubbing his toe. His whole time on Paradise. Oh,
0: his toe now.
3: Right. It's been awful. His whole time in Paradise has been painful at best. And it has not been good for him. I think it has caused, uh, obviously, we saw the public uh, things that he's done on social media. He's gone out and said, hey, I this Kalen situation, it's not what it's looked like. It was a mutual thing. All this stuff has led up I, to this point.
0: I told him to go to Europe, and I will clarify, I told him to go to Europe just for the paradise airing, <laughs> not I, to live forever, just, you know, to ignore things.
3: And... Ignore things he probably should have for the first few weeks, but he obviously didn't. Leading up to this moment, when Blake starts saying all the characteristics he wants in a woman, he starts claiming all these things that he sees. And then he goes, holy cow, this woman is right in front of me, and it's Christina, Ashley. Yeah. Just without – let's even take the show out of play here for a second. If somebody were to tell you this story without you having any context, your first reaction would be what?
0: Would be, he, does, he says he doesn't want to do friendship roses anymore. So he's going to up the ante with Christina just for paradise. I mean, sorry, but they already did that whole relationship in real life thing, and it didn't work out. I guess... I can't speak, though, because Jared and I did very similar things where it was like, we're kind of together in paradise. And then it's like, we're kind of together off camera. And then we're very much not together off camera. And then we are very off camera. We're very not on in paradise. So feelings can change and evolve and friendships can definitely turn into more, even if they started romantic in the first place. So I can't completely crap on this. But I think it is a little bit hard for the audience to believe that at this moment, all of a sudden, his eyes open to this girl who's been there all along. And it's supposed to be romantic, but it's just a little bit hard to buy. But sometimes things that are real are also hard
3: to buy. Definitely. I just, and I think she's skeptical too. I think that's maybe how you sum this up is we just don't know yet, but she's obviously skeptical. This whole scenario is a little skeptical, but we're also coming in this and I want to give Blake the benefit of the doubt. We're coming into, uh, into this whole thing with a frame of how the season's gone for him so far. And so, you know, Blake hasn't been uh, maybe beloved or rooted for as much as maybe some of the people in paradise are kind of rooting for him. We don't know. But all this, you know, if this was if this same scenario was reversed and it was somebody like a, let's say, Clay, who we know has wanted love, maybe hasn't messed up like Blake did a couple of times, we would be saying this is maybe sweet. This is maybe nice. This is awesome that he's still this woman that has been in front of the whole time he's actually into. Mm hmm
0: yeah it definitely definitely you're right. It, it depends. It's because Blake started out with such a bad taste in people's mouths. But I do want to say that Blake has come across over the past two weeks now like really sweet. he seems like a good listener. He's there having heart to hearts with everybody and i'm 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 feeling better about Blake and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. I,
3: I think he's gonna be rooted forth in that's yeah. my that's my thing is I think on the live show and then here I think we'll be rooting for Blake. I don't know. I would just imagine just knowing his intentions this whole thing maybe just like we go blake you messed up it wasn't good but like let's move on from it truly and let's, let's learn from it
0: the Kalen and blake drama that happened with the text messages it was it was about four weeks ago today and it's like it feels like it was forever ago people move on quick in paradise
3: well speaking of moving on quick does it feel like Dean moved on quick, Ashley? No,
0: he didn't. He he came back to America. And within literally, I feel like, 24 to 48 hours, he was like, I'm going to go back for her. I miss her. And if you guys really want to know what Dean did, I'm sure he'll talk more about it on the Help a Second Dating Podcast. But he went to the Grand Canyon by himself. He, like, must have landed back at LAX. Took his van to the Grand Canyon, which is like, what, eight eight, to ten hours away or something? And then he like sat there looking at all the majestic beauty that is Mother Nature. And he thought, I want Kalen beside me for this moment. And then he turned around. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know how this man doesn't get tired of driving. But he like turns right around, goes back to L.A., records a Help I Suck at Dating podcast And then he got back on a plane to Mexico to go after Caitlin. And I think it's super romantic. And I wish they had documented. Well, I guess they didn't know this was going to happen. They they didn't know that his feelings were just not going to disappear and that he was going to have so much regret. But it would be super, it would have been nice to see like all the emotional turmoil he was going through for those 48 hours and the decision to go back and try to get her.
3: Well, I mean, let's you explain it perfectly. So he went through turmoil. He came back, did a little work here in studio, said, oh, I like this girl. Flew back, shaved his mustache. But she didn't pause her time in paradise. She has a good thing going. What we see, at least with Connor. I mean, they're hot and heavy. They seem to be into each other. They're kind of those cup- that couple that we haven't seen a lot from, probably because they're not causing a lot of drama. They're doing a lot of kissing. It feels very... Uh, physical it feels like they're very attracted to each other and she also says i'm gonna go to the boom boom room with connor all of this leading up to dean coming back and we're kind of on this cliffhanger right now the idea is that people believe dean and kaylin had a stronger uh, kind of connection also kaylin was pretty beat just like very sad about you know dean leaving what happens does she leave
0: I don't know. We don't know. We're gonna find out next week. They've really been teasing this. It's been two cliffhangers really. They they showed us a preview last week and then we really didn't get any answers and we're getting the same preview for next week. I I obviously, you know, love Dean. Dean is a very close friend of both of ours. I think we're rooting for Dean and Calen to get back together in this situation. I personally I don't you know, I'm not there. But I feel like there was a more there was more depth to Dean and Kaylin's relationship. And then with her relationship with Connor, it seems to be a little bit more just physical. But, you know, maybe I don't know the whole scenario. And I know that Dean is perhaps not the most trustworthy person in relationships. and I don't mean that as far as like his fidelity goes. I mean that as far as like just like if he's in the right spot in his life to have a real relationship. We talked about this last week and how he needs to find someone who's totally okay with him going all over the country in a van and maybe not being with her on even a weekly basis and living this lifestyle that's not going to be compatible to most. But I I am rooting for them because I just like them both individually and I like the connection that they had together and seeing her so sad over Dean the day of the wedding just made me feel like I want them to give another go.
3: And there's always somebody hurt in the process and we all like Connor and let's see how he handles this. If that were to happen and if not, how Dean's going to handle possible rejection, that'll be coming up next week. Uh, but that was this week's episodes of bachelor in paradise. It was wild. It was crazy to summarize it all. I just want to run through the roses that were getting handed out. So everybody knows listening kind of where we're at. Nicole picks Clay, Christian picks Demi, Hannah G picks Dylan, Katie picks Chris, Haley picks Luke S and probably the most surprising Rose, uh, rose handout this week. Kalen picks Connor, Sydney picks Matt, Tasha picks JPJ, and Christina picks Blake, and it's not a friendship Rose this time. Ashley, that's this week's episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. We have two things to talk about to finish out the episode. One is Astrid and Kevin are now engaged. It was announced on social media uh, this week that Kevin and Astrid are engaged. We're happy for them. We celebrate them. Everybody is finding love in Bachelor Nation, and we couldn't be more excited for it. Speaking of love, love blossoms here on the Almost Famous podcast. And Ashley Iconetti was celebrating her love with her lover in... A lover's week <laughs> and a half together. Hey, Ashley, our listeners have been asking. I've been wondering. I'm just going to let you have the floor here. No, Can I you... like
0: question time. Give me questions.
3: Ashley, <laughs> um, your wedding was beautiful. I, I've summarized you. a bit of it. Yeah. Uh, the ceremony was a beautiful ceremony led by Elon Gale. The reception was something that was magical. What was it about your reception that you really, really wanted that you got maybe as a surprise when you walked in can you at least give our listeners a, a picture of what your reception looked like because it was something to be seen
0: well i guess they can see all the pictures on social media and there's a couple links that we have put out there with like hundreds of pictures and we've already put out the um the surprise day of video that i know that ben had spoken about with that our um our videographers LaRev, put together which was really really cool because they put together a video like of our reception and we watched it at the reception it was wacky super cool anybody out there who needs a wedding videographer anywhere throughout the country check out la rev it's uh I'm, I'm shameless plug but i don't care it's uh it's l e and then space r e v e they are unbelievable so I think the, the thing that, that was our reception, I people made fun of us for saying that we wanted our wedding day to be a romantic experience and not just like a party in which Bruno Mars' like Uptown Funk You Up plays and like the most standard wedding music. I'm sorry. So we kind of created a musical journey. And I think one of the most special things about our reception was that we handpicked every single song that was played. I just my wedding planner thought I was nuts like he loved it but he also was like all these t- music cues were, was the hardest part of the day for him so we had one of Jared's best friend, but also shout out to Troy Williams if you need a wedding planner Woo. Troy Williams of Simply Troy it's very easy to find his info um, so we had Jared's good friend Frank he played our the song that I walked down the aisle to which was Hanson's For Your Love so, our romantic experience. And it's no different than Catherine Lowe saying that she wanted a grown sexy theme. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Is- I remember watching their wedding. I and mean, being like, what is grown sexy? Anyway, it made sense when we all saw it put together. So first we had frank heard sing for your love and i walked down the aisle to that and i had to have the doors open the church doors had to open at a specific note and it was right before frank said like is the modulation of the song when our video comes out the extended video you guys will be able to see that whole moment and that was just the coolest thing ever but walking down the aisle was definitely the biggest blur of the night people say your wedding day is such a blur, you know, try to be in the moment, but I truly, I really feel like I I lived in the moment a lot. And Jared and I got more time together than I ever imagined. We didn't even have to take those five minute breaks to be together. We really, we sacrificed some conversation with some guests. You know, we definitely said hi to everyone that we invited. And we had like, you know, a 30 second banter. But if a song came on that was like super meaningful for me to dance with Jared, I was like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. Um, but yeah, let me go through the day in like in songs, <laughs> in, in music. So then, during our reception, during the cocktail party, we had a local band called the Timeless Band. They're from Providence, Rhode Island, and all the kids are nineteen years. They're nineteen years old, and they play hits from the fifties to the eighties, and they play. Um, great, I forget the the spot in Providence, but it's like the row of all the Italian restaurants. So during the summer, they play out there. And it's just the cutest thing ever. And when we were first starting to wedding plan last September, we were at a restaurant and they were playing and we were with our wedding planner and he was like, Jared, go dance with Ashley. So in Jared's head, Jared was like, the only song I'll get up to was earth angel, but he didn't say it out loud to anyone, not even Troy. And I'm not even kidding you. 20 seconds later, they started to play earth angel, which I had never even heard before. And he was like, well, that's the song. So we had to have them perform. I just want to show how like every little moment was like so personalized and just describe Jared and my story unbelievably. So we had them play. and Unfortunately, like most bride and grooms don't get to really experience the cocktail hour. So we didn't even get to see them play. But everybody thought they were the cutest fit for the venue. Ben, did you get to see them play the Timeless Band?
3: I definitely did. Were They're they
0: cute?
3: They are awesome. They're great. I actually, I went up to them and I said, you're like, in the Taylor Pace Band, was one of the best wedding like bands I've ever heard.
0: Oh, that's so awesome! Thank you.
3: Yeah, they were awesome.
0: Um, so then for our first dance, for um the mother daughter the mother son dance, the dad and daughter dance, and um just like the introduction of the bridal party, we had David Cook perform, who is my favorite American Idol. Did I mention this last week? So that was like really freaking cool like it was wacky but he was my favorite american idol one of my favorite musicians and one of like the only musicians that I've really converted Jared to like loving as well and we just when the idea popped in our head to possibly ask him to perform at our wedding we were like could you imagine the warmth of his voice filling that venue and then once it was in our head we couldn't let it go and we emailed his amazing tour manager and he happened to be a bachelor fan. So it it worked out well for us. And then, but he wasn't free. Okay. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'm not saying it worked out well for us and it was free. It certainly wasn't. (laughs) And then after that, we had the, uh, Oh my God, we're so wacky. We had (laughs) a strings play. We had a quartet of strings. It was piano, two violins and, um, uh, a cello and they played some of our favorite romantic movie scores during dinner like during um you know salad and stuff and then we did some speeches and then after that we had the band come on and the band was a jordan cohen band and we hand selected every they were amazing they were like right they're like rated one of the top Ba- like wedding bands in the country, and they played Beauty and the Beast, they played The Lion King, Titanic, Aladdin, like uh, again more more movie scores that we wanted to have vocals toured. It was really really cool. And then um, after the music, after that band, we cut the cake, and then we started more of the party. And my sister's boyfriend, Jack Ford, he he went up and he DJed for about 45 minutes to like all the songs that were like party songs that I definitely wanted played. Yeah, it was the best. Okay. So that was our
3: reception. I, I went after it. <laughs> I went after it. it I'm it. i telling you, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I took pictures and uh, texted my family and friends and said, look at this place. It's beyond what I even could have imagined. We had a great week with you, Ashley. Thank it was you. so fun celebrating you and Jared. Uh, it was special to all, everybody that was there. It's extremely special to me. I realized in that moment, really standing at your rehearsal dinner, uh, I've, I've always loved Jared. Um, I think I take him for granted. I think I, uh, have always just viewed him as one of those people that I, I know will always be there that I can always trust. Uh, he's a good friend, a great friend, a great human. Um, and then, uh, for you, I felt uh, in that moment, this just deep appreciation for who you are, who you've been to so many people that stood up that night uh, and said so many great things about you that were real and powerful and how you Mm -hmm. lay next to your friends as they're sick and you lay next to your friends through breakups and you're the friend that they all call if They're hurting. And, and I felt in that moment, just a really deep appreciation for both of you because you're both um, I don't want to say great people. I think that, I think that uh, diminishes a little bit of what I'm trying to get to is that, uh, this celebration of you guys was well-deserved. It was an honor to be there. Um, the two of you as a couple is, in the, the best sense, a power couple. Oh. And uh, um, it was a beautiful wedding. And I'm just – I hope, Ashley, and I hope you that you tell Jared this. I woke up the morning after the wedding, and, and Jessica and I were talking, and we just both hope that you felt as celebrated as all of us felt for you. Well, um, we your- –
0: you and Jess being there, it was so sweet. And I love seeing you two together. You were freaking adorable. My mom still is talking about the chemistry that you guys have and how adorable you are together. Um, she's your perfect fit. She really... You guys make so much sense. And she fits in with the friend group. And it's really, really nice to see that. And the speech that you gave at the rehearsal dinner was... You know, blew us away. Everybody's speeches at the rehearsal dinner. I told my wedding planner, I was like, good luck tomorrow. Because I don't know how the rehearsal dinner dinner could be beat. Ten speeches awesome. from, you know, half of each bridal party. And it was just like, wow, I was sobbing. But it was great. And I'm so glad we did the rehearsal dinner the way we did. And thank you for being there. And thank you for all the kind words that you said to
3: us. It was just,
0: it was the most heartwarming thing and that's total understatement there isn't really
3: words i've got an idea for everybody um if you have any other questions about ashley and jared's wedding uh reception rehearsal anything uh, honestly i know this has been a hot topic uh email us at Ashley iHeartMedia.com. We'll read through those emails and if we have enough emails, we'll do a special episode where Ashley can just answer some of your questions uh about the process. But until then, we're gonna move on from her wedding uh because we have more paradise to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Ashley, it's great to have you back. It's amazing to be able to sit with you and just discuss life again. Let's keep this thing rolling uh for another couple episodes of Paradise. Ashley, I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley.
3: Ya. We'll talk to you soon, everybody.
0: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money
3: Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel... Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you
0: do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at duracell.com powersafely power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes.